You're listening to Song Story, the show where songwriters tell the true stories behind their original songs. I'm your host, Eric Ginsberg. We have two big pieces of news for you this week. First, we've partnered with Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to bring supporters of Song Story exclusive bonus material, like unedited interviews and previously unreleased stories. Patreon's a crowdfunding website, kind of like Kickstarter, but designed to help fans support creators of regularly released content like this podcast. More information is on our website, songstoryshow.org, in the support section. And second, for our New Jersey listeners, we're excited to announce our next Song Story Live, coming to Asbury Park's The Saint on June 17th. Tickets will be available soon, but they'll be available first to our Patreon supporters, some of whom can even earn free tickets. And to give you an idea of just how our live events work, this week's story, told by singer, songwriter, and do-it-yourself touring expert James Dalton, was recorded at our latest Song Story Live. While James is on tour in Europe this month, take a listen to the story behind his song, Mama's Got Her Ukulele, and find out how the biggest heartbreak of his young life actually saved him from despair. I think the first time I ever really felt like I fell in love was, um, was some years ago. I, um... I worked with this girl. What a mess that is. Um, but let me fast forward a little before that. That uh, well, you know, let me go back a little past the part where I fell in love with her. I um, I read this one book. It's a book by Naomi Klein called The Shock Doctrine. The Shock Doctrine. If those of you haven't read this book, it's one of the most miserable books I've ever read in my life. It's the saddest, most depressing thing, and I recommend it to all of you. Um, it's, it's basically the story of how, um, how, how capitalism is, is set up to just destroy the world and rob everybody and make us all slaves and all that stuff. And the, the, the point of my story is not to get into that part. It's the point of that is I read the book and gave up on the entire world. So there you go. And, and, and thank you. Thank you so much. Mid-late mid 30s, uh, kid who grew up in Bayhead, scruffy face, scruffy head, uh, reads this book and gives up. And I, and I literally gave up. I said, you know what, I, I've lost total faith in the entire world. Um, not just because of the book, but that was the tipping point, I think. So I, I went to Scandinavia, and I played some music uh, for the month of July, and I realized that there was a, a really beautiful place somewhere else in the world. And, um, and I was torn. You know, I was torn between the United States and this beautiful place, and I was torn between a, a, a life that, that uh, full of fighting for what was right and a life of f- fighting for what's right. You know, I, I, I can barely hold on to my own happiness, let alone try to save anybody, you know. So I, I had given up. I, uh, I worked at a, at a music venue in Manhattan um, called um, Terra Blues. It's whatever, it's a blues club. I liked being there. I thought I played blues music. So, you know, I, I hung out the place. And I came home from Scandinavia after this month over there and in a place where the weather was always perfect. The sun really never went down. There were flowers growing everywhere. And all I did was play music every day, you know? I was like, I can hide in this world. I can hide with little horse blinders on, and I can exist in this world completely oblivious, you know, because there I was in this small little anonymous country that didn't really matter in the global affairs that, that we're inundated with, you know, on a daily basis. So I'm back in the United States. I, I don't know why I'm here. And I went to work back at the blues club that I had been working at. And while I was gone, Julie got hired. Julie didn't, like, get my attention right away. Um, I mean, she had the best ass in town, but, like, you know, that's, 
That's, that doesn't necessarily get your attention totally. You're not like, I love you. That's just the way New York City works. So I, um, I didn't quite notice uh, it at first until I started to get to know her. And then I realized this girl was a teacher. She, she was a teaching fellow. Those of you that don't, don't know the teacher's fellow, teaching fellows in New York City is basically, it's uh, you're a grad student and you sort of volunteer yourself to pay for grad school. You know, you say, okay, I'll be a teacher and they'll, you know, that'll get me free graduate degree. So this poor girl was one of the poor suckers that signed up for that program. And basically what New York City does is they say, okay, here's a poor sucker that needs to teach in order to be a grad student. Let's send them to the most dangerous, horrible, scary place possible to, to teach. So this poor girl taught at Bellevue Hospital. Every day, this girl would go to Bellevue Hospital and teach uh, violent, crazy adolescents <laughs> that uh, took one look at her at 9, 10, 11, 12 years old and was just like, I mean, if I was 9, 10, 11 from a broken home and violent and I saw this hot girl walk in the door, I'd be bananas. I'd be even worse, you know? Which is sort of what happened because here I was working in a bar. I was miserable. I was sad. I was depressed. I'd given up on the world and in walks this idealistic believer in the world who happened to be, you know, a knockout. So Julie and I spent a few times, a few nights hanging out together. And um, the point of this whole entire story is that she didn't love me back. She didn't love me back, you know. But I was so engrossed in the idea of, of being in love with this person. But fast forward to a little while later, I was a mess. You know, because I threw myself into, like, you know, believing in the world again, you know. And I threw myself into believing in love. I'd never really felt like I was in love before, and I felt like this was the one. And I killed myself over it, you know. Like, I, I woke up in the middle of the night, you know. I, I was in pain, you know. And unfortunately, my circumstances at the time were such as, I would refer to her as the girl I was in love with, as opposed to the girl that I lived with, which, you know, made things very complicated for me at the time because I lived with one girl and I was in love with another and I was very tossed and turned about the whole thing. This song was written um, after I read The Shock Doctrine and after I had given up and as I was transitioning into a life filled with being in love with someone. Because I don't know if anyone's ever seen the movie Adaptation, anyone? Remember in the end of the movie where the one brother looks and he says, you know, you were, that was your girl and, you know, you knew she didn't like you back, right? You knew all she did was talk about you behind your back. And he said, yeah, I didn't care. And he's like, well, why didn't you care? He's like, because it was all mine, you know? The love that I felt was all mine. And that was the way Julie made me feel in the world, is that it didn't matter after a while. Even though she, like, ran me through the ringer and destroyed me and, and killed me emotionally, at the end of the day, I will always be thankful because I'd never felt feelings for someone like I'd felt for her, you know? And this song... It's called Mama's Got a Ukulele. And it's a little bit of the shock doctrine, and it's a little bit of, of a love story. That's my whole story about this song, and it's called Mama's Got a Ukulele, and I, and I hope, you, uh, hope you enjoy it. Thank you. I've never really told that story in, in front of an audience, let alone to anybody. <laughs> I'm like, this is the story about the time that I loved that girl, and she didn't love me back, and it sucked. Thank you, Eric, for having me. Mama's got a ukulele. 
Patty sings and it makes a crazy summertime. So all the time they need. Fall leaf clover in the garden growing. Do no good if the wind keeps blowing. No one knows if the sky will bleed. Well. Big, big brother don't talk so much His wife, she's got the mightest touch Well, keep things going Till a man's around Too much rain and the house tips over Mama done lost that four-leaf clover Sits in her rocker and stares without a sound I'm gonna try to whistle this one save all those residents cause in my dreams I hear them sing and moan when I hear them singing like this this is the la la part la 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 Jump and shake and hoot and holler Here today and die tomorrow Summertime is plenty of time to bleed Mama's got her ukulele Daddy sings it and makes her crazy Summertime is all the time I need. Big thanks go out to James Dalton for sharing his tale of love and loss with Song Story. We hope to see you at the next Song Story Live coming to The Saint in Asbury Park, New Jersey on June 17th. Get the details on who's going to perform and more at songstoryshow.org where you can also find out how to support Song Story on Patreon to get advanced tickets as well as exclusive bonus content. If you think Song Story is a great idea, we need you to hit share, hit retweet, and repost this episode to your friends. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Song Story Show, and subscribe to Song Story on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whatever is your favorite podcasting platform. Song Story is also available on PRX, the public radio exchange. All of the music in this story was written by James Dalton, whose music we've linked to on our website, songstoryshow.org. Audio engineering was done live by Tommy Farley at The Saint in Asbury Park, New Jersey. I'm your host, Eric Ginsberg, and thank you for listening to Song Story. I'm a scatter ukulele. Daddy sings and it makes her crazy summertime. It's all the time I need. Thank you so much for listening to me.